Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven Podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we, we will be talking about Season 9, Episode 19 of Seventh Heaven. The title is Hungry. The IMDb user synopsis is, Lucy seems to only have time for Savannah, and Kevin feels left out. Vincent's new girlfriend is a snob who looks for ways to insult others. Zoe confides in Ruthie that their family does not have enough money for food. The twins are sick. What was your first impression? Well, this was clearly a very much recycled storyline. Remember seasons past when Ruthie was attending that private school? And, and she, she was, was bringing extra food. Because that one girl was too, like too poor to afford the school and like couldn't eat, so that's why Ruthie was bringing an extra lunch. Well, we thought, since the episode was named Hungry, that this would actually be an episode about a food disorder because there was another episode about a person that they thought had a Poverty. food disorder, but yeah. she was actually poor. Wait. They keep there, there was three episodes. There were three episodes. Yeah, because at first it happened with um, that friend of Mary Shelley and Lucy's. or something? Yeah. And then it was Ruthie's friend. Uh, okay, well, again... So uh, this is the third time yeah. you're using this storyline. So uh, another episode that we thought was going to deal with an eating disorder, but actually just deals with, like, lack of food due to poverty. Um, so that... But this one, I think probably went into it the like went into the most depth with it because this is another one of those episodes issue episodes I should say that ends with like a black screen with information at the end of it or it's looking at it right now it's like the food stamp program and like what number and what website to call or yeah. what number it's to call it's probably out of date it's not called the food stamp program anymore yeah yeah <laughs> um so let's get into it yeah so um oh wait we're sorry cold open uh, we start with a um, we start with a black screen. Actually, we start with a. This episode is dedicated to one of the former producers of Seventh Heaven, Shelley Hull, who uh, I think unfortunately passed away right before right prior to the episode. Yeah, hearing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Okay, um, so I the cold. I forget actually how the cold open starts. Vincent and Margot at oh, school. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Ashley Benson is back, and she has now been named Margot. Um, she was just girl in the first episode she was in. But, um, anyway, they're at school, um, Ruthie is wearing a, like, jacket, and Ashley Benson is like, oh, did you get that at a secondhand shop? Because I had one that looked just like it, and, like, you're wearing my clothes, and you should feel shitty about yourself. He, she calls her <coughs> preacher girl as, like, an insult. Yeah. Runs to the bathroom, uh, crying, and that's when she sees Katie Cassidy. Zo- Who looks different yeah. every time we see her. Uh, Zoe passed out on the floor. Uh, there are some other random teenage girls that are like, are you okay? And, like, Zoe snaps at them. And uh, that's when I think Zoe and Ruthie kind of have a bonding moment. And then we go into the credits. Yeah. No, okay. the credits, the opening credits. Unfortunately, this episode centers around there's a twin storyline. Yeah. And we hate the twins, and you can't change our minds. Uh, uh, so it's basically that one of the twins is pretending to be sick so they can get chocolate pudding. The other twin looks murderous. Wants chocolate pudding really badly. <laughs> and is willing to commit murder for it. Yeah. And throws an apple at the other twin's head. Um, that twin gets to sleep upstairs with Ruthie and eat cookies all night long. So the, the quote-unquote sick twin is now jealous and tells the other twin to be sick so that he can eat cookies with Ruthie all night long and that's it yeah um that's that's what they wasted time to like they're literal actual like scenes 
multiple scenes dedicated to this back and forth of fake sickness and twins being jealous of one another and oh my god <laughs> just not into it anyway uh the next storyline is kevin is horny yeah let's that's legitimately it so what we gather is that ever since the baby's been born lucy and kevin have not had sex because they've moved into the camp casa and, and they're like next door. Their bedroom is like next door to everyone. But it's not. It's not because <laughs> nobody's living. Like Martin lives in the garage. Ruthie lives in the attic. I guess the twins are next door. Oh, that would be weird. I guess. And the parents are down the hall. Maybe they're just like loud sex havers. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to imagine it, and I don't want to know. No, I. I don't. I think it would be very boring. Yeah, they probably and, have very boring sex. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, Lucy's not like. Wanting to have it, so it must be really boring. Yeah. I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway. Kevin spends the majority of the episode trying to get some alone time with his wife. He tries to get a romantic dinner with steak. He tries to be like, let's spend some time looking at some listings tonight. And Lucy has no idea as like what Kevin's getting at or what he's trying to do. She's just totally over her head that he's trying to spend some alone in time with her to be intimate um, and she, like, talks to him in baby talk and treats her... Treats oh, her yeah, and he's, like, getting real sick of it because she's treating him like a child. Actually, there's a really good scene where Lucy tr- uh, starts baby talking to Ruthie, and Ruthie's like, you have a baby, she's upstairs. And I was like, you go, Lu- Ruthie, you go. Um, there's, like, random awkward scenes where Kevin's trying to talk to the Rev and be like, how do you keep the love alive? But the Rev's like, bye. Mm. Um, and at the end, it kind of, like, basically, like, Kevin's like, this is the reason why I snapped at you earlier. We haven't been intimate, and I'm hungry. <laughs> and then Lucy starts crying, and she's like, I mean, you know, it's, I'm a first-time mother, and it's so hard to be me. But apparently, like, everything happens off-screen, because the next thing we know, they're, like, kissing and, like, all over each other. So I guess everything is resolved. Yeah. They're like back. They're like they're, they're having sex again. I guess. Yeah, and they're planning to move out by the summer. I'm thinking that this is now February or early March, so yeah. a few months. Hopefully, they'll be gone. Who knows? But that's really it for Kevin and his horny, horny ass. Um, <laughs> the main storyline kind of revolves all the youngsters. Um, so that's Ruthie, Vincent, Margot, Zoe, and Martin. Um, it starts out kind of with this weird scene where Zoe and Martin are out eating pizza and she is talking about how Antonio's or Antonia's is the like better pizza place. Yeah. Um, and how she has this. And then I don't really know. I guess Antonio's is like a, an upscale, um, an upscale pizza place because, uh, Martin's like, no, I don't need to go there because, um, like, I don't have the... It's too expensive. And then Zoe's like, oh, I'll, my family will take you. It'll be great. We'll have pizza and mussels, or just mussels, and my family will pay for it. And I don't know. I guess, like, Martin doesn't take kindly to... Well, Zoe's like... She's not really bragging about... Well, she's trying to put up this front of... Yeah, like, oh, my family will pay for everything. Um, well, she's clearly just being fake, and, like, she's been, be- been being fake with Martin for a really long time. Um, and she kind of ends this conversation with, oh, can I take this pizza? Because my housekeeper loves it. 
Um, um, which is a sentence. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, yeah, like, obviously really, like, bougie AF. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, well, I still thought that she was bulimic at this point. Because when we see her, we first see her in the bathroom, she's, like, on the floor, passed out. Which, like, leads us to believe, like, she wasn't, she has some sort of eating disorder. But... Um, she's not, she's just poor because then her and Ruthie have this like back, like back and forth about like, Ruthie is like, don't tell my parents what Margot said to me at school. And Martin is like, don't wait, no. And Zoe is like, okay, but don't tell Martin that I'm poor. Um, so this comes to like a head when... Zoe shows Zoe, up. Yeah, Zoe comes to... So Martin decides that he doesn't want to see Zoe anymore. He's like, oh, she's too... Like, she thinks too highly of herself, and I don't know. I think she looks down on me. So Zoe shows up to the house because Martin is not returning her phone calls, and he was like... He says something. He's like, how did your housekeeper like the pizza? Which is a weird question. I think it's a weird question to ask because it's just like leftover pizza. Uh, it tastes the way it tastes. And she's like, oh, Ruthie definitely said something to you. Um, and Martin's then, like, it's, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I just don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> so they break up. Um, uh, but luckily, Zoe's dad clarifies everything for us in like the next scene with the Rev, because he goes to the church, and he reminds us of the time when he made a phone call to the Camdens to apologize for... Um, for what time when Zoe's Zoe accidentally <laughs> slept over. Accidentally on purpose. Um, yeah, that was a great moment in 7th Heaven history for us uh, here yeah. at Camp and Gas. We were really laughing at that. Yeah. Um, no, actually, we did actually really enjoy that. Uh, so what we find out is that they, that the, that Alan and his family, like Alan lost his job a few years ago and that they're poor and that they're hungry. And, you know, the Rev kind of gives them information about what was then the food stamp program but like he's a bit hesitant at first because of how it's going to look to everybody else if he's on welfare um but the rev is like look there's a lot of people that do this it's just you know a card it's like the system's completely different etc etc and the episode kind of takes a turn here because it becomes about there's like a montage of students talking to the camera, speaking of their own stories of their struggles with poverty and thus, like, hunger. And that's why the episode's called Hungry. Then we have stories about, you know, children telling their parents about um, the program and the, their parents being like, we don't need any help. And then other children telling their parents about the program or the parents finding out about the program. And they're getting bees now in school. Yeah, because you can't perform well at school if you're hungry. Um, and I think it's a really, I thought it was a good technique because it kind of takes you out of the episode as a viewer because the kids are talking directly at you. Like they start out walking and looking somewhere else and they stop and then they go, hey. And then they dramatically turn to the camera. Yeah. Um, and we have all kinds of different people, girls, guys, uh, people of color. It's a good variety for, for Seventh Heaven anyway. I was going to say, no, it's not. It's but not, but for Seventh Heaven, it's yeah. okay, I guess. And, um, we learn that these are problems that not only affect adults, obviously, yeah. but also then, like, affect their children and teenagers, and it has, like, long-term consequences. 
So good on Seventh Heaven for giving us this information. Anyway, I'm giving this a point. Wait, wait, we have to talk about very quickly about Ruthie and Margot. Oh, I guess. And oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So as we mentioned, Margot turns out to be a bully, and it is like. But really, is she? But is she? Well, Ruthie and Vincent get back together. That's like the crux of this, right? Because Vincent realizes what a bitch Margot is, and he's like, "When your month of being grounded is done, we'll be dating again," and they're happy and stuff. And Ruthie in like a show of victory takes her jacket out of the trash, which she earlier threw in the trash, um, washes it and wears it to school. And Margot comes up to her and explains her life story, <laughs> which was absurd too because yes. this was just a side character. So Margot's like, "Okay, um, my mom had cancer, and my father tried all. She tried all of these experimental treatments." Uh, but nothing worked, and she died a few years ago, and I don't know why this coat reminds her of her mother. Her mother gave it to her. Oh, okay. Um, and she's like, it just makes me so angry to see you wear it, because I miss my mom or something. I don't know. Yeah, and just, like, they lost everything except each other, but now they're getting better together, and a lot of her getting better was, like, giving away things, and that place that she gave it away to does good cancer research. Blah, 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 blah. End of the thing is, Margot's not really mean. She has her own shit going down. The jacket gets given back to Margot. Ruthie's with Vincent. I don't, and nobody's actually mean just because they're mean. Everybody has a backstory. That's what we learn. Um, anyway... Yeah, whatever. It was weird. Um, I'm going to rate this episode poorly because, like, the past few episodes, nothing's really happening. Like, these were quick... Pod- like, they're- the twins having an entire storyline in this episode was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they're filling up, like, 44 minutes of TV with nothing. And I don't like that. I feel like they're wasting my time. Yeah, I always feel like sometimes they put these issue episodes in because they've run out of stories to tell. Well, I mean, clearly they definitely they have. have. They already told this story. And the I feel like the one from the last episode, too, with the mother, um, the elderly mother, like, was also recycled from something. Um, it just feels like when we've gone through, like, 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 like series of episodes which focus solely on the Camdens and Camden drama or Camden-adjacent drama, it's very weird to start introducing new characters and their issues. Uh, like they used to do in, like, seasons one to four or whatever. And also, I wonder, was this all, like, pre... Like, when they credited Ashley Benson as girl, did they think they were going to bring her back? Or were they, like, scrambling? And they were like, oh, let's write this in now to, for our issue episode about poverty. Especially because in that episode, Margot says, I'm not dating you again because you were using me. Yeah. And now they're dating again, very briefly. She's using him. Um. So, yeah, you said you were going to write it poorly. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 2. Um, I think I'll go a bit higher. I'm going to give it a 3.5 just because I always try to give an A for effort. Or at least a 3.5 for effort. Um, anyway! That was beautiful. <laughs> Why don't you end it for us, Aaron? Well, you can listen to us on Wednesdays. Well, new episodes are old episodes. Um, but new episodes are on Wednesdays and Saturdays, mostly. Uh and you can listen on soundcloud.com slash camdencast on the Apple iTunes podcast app on Stitcher um, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash camdencast we are at camdencast show on Instagram and Twitter and you can always email us at camdencast at gmail.com 
I'm Aaron. I'm Tanvi. This is Cast. 